Hey, welcome back once again to Kimmel and Cox, your source for all things entertainment. I'm Keith Cox. I'm joined, as I am every week, by my good friend Dylan Kimmel. And if, uh, if this is your first time with us, we're glad you're here. But if you've missed any of our previous episodes, be sure to go back and check those out. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about a TV series. It is a Hulu original series uh, streaming now. Uh, there are two seasons out. Uh, it's called Only Murders in the Building. Uh, great show. Uh, really, uh, really funny. And it, it's, a, it's a nice twist on the whodunit type of uh, mm. murder mystery thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a very comical take on that. Uh, it premiered on August 31st, 2021. Uh, created by Steve Martin and John Hoffman, and starring Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Uh, a very interesting combination. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, you have two uh, veteran uh, comedians working with someone who is not a comedian. Uh, she's an actress and singer. Yeah. Uh but but it actually works out uh, pretty well. It's a, it's a very entertaining show. Um, the plot uh, follows uh, three neighbors who are all strangers to each other, but they all live in the same uh, upscale apartment building uh, called the Ar- Arconia. And uh, so they kind of come together because they're all obsessed with this true crime podcast that's called uh, All Is Not Okay in Oklahoma. Hmm. I, I will say that uh, this is the show that got me to message you back saying, hey, do you still want to do that podcast? Oh, right. Yeah. 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 I forgot about that. It's, um, it's kind of appropriate that we're talking about this show because it, it's all centered around a podcast. And yeah, hmm. here we are. Yeah. It was this show because when I was watching it, I was like, you know what? That, that actually looks like... I mean, we've been talking about the pod, uh, us doing this podcast for um, a while, probably yeah, a long while, two or three years, maybe. And, yeah. and we've never really went ahead and done it. And once I saw the the show, I was like, we we've got to do it. We've got to do it. And I messaged you back. I, I messaged you, and you messaged me back. You know what's funny? I was just thinking the same thing. And yeah. I was like, well, then we must do it. Then we, yep, we yeah. have to. There's like no putting it off at that point. So. We were both on the same page uh, with that for sure, uh, but uh, so so these three uh, unique individuals uh, they they all uh, again they have this shared interest in this true crime podcast, and after a fellow resident is found dead in his apartment, uh, they all decide to band together to investigate his murder. And this eventually leads to them forming their own podcast, which is called Only Murders in the Building. That's where the title of the series comes from. Uh, and it's, uh, it's funny how, you know, how everything comes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but we, we find throughout uh, the first season, you know, there, there's lots of uh, twists and turns uh, in this series. And when you find out uh, the the connections between the different characters, the recurring characters, and, yeah. and things like that, um, but uh, so you have uh, Steve Martin is playing Charles Hayden Savage, 
who is a, a re- semi-retired actor who used to be the star of a popular 1990s uh, detective series called Brazos. Brazos, yeah. Yeah. Interesting thing. I was looking up the trivia on that. Uh, Brazos is actually a name of, I think it's a river or a creek. Yeah. Near where uh, Steve Martin was born. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, Wacos, uh, Texas, I think it was. Yeah, that makes sense because actually, uh, it's, it's an unrelated note, but uh, I've been watching uh, that series. Uh, well, I, I actually already watched all of it, uh, 1883. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is a spinoff of Yellowstone. Yellowstone is a huge mm. uh, show right now. Uh, yeah. And oddly enough, I haven't seen Yellowstone yet. I've been going backwards because technically well, 1883 and 1923 come before that series. Right. But they mentioned in 1883, they mentioned uh, that Brazos uh, River or whatever that that's in Texas. So I was like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. And mm. But I didn't realize you that didn't realize the, the, the connection, connection there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting, um, and uh, it, it, it's funny because he takes, like, you're not too sure if you can actually trust a word from his mouth because he ends up saying lines from the actual show. Right. <laughs> he he incorporates that into his uh, daily life uh, to the annoyance of uh, some of his friends, and mm-hmm. he's, he gets recognized on the street all the time by people that used to watch the show and... Mm-hmm. And then they, they kind of remind him of his age because, you know, he'll run into somebody really young that says, oh, I used to watch that show with my dad, you know, like a long time ago. And and, mm-hmm. and you find out that the dad was actually a bigger show, a bigger fan of the show uh, than than the son. But, yeah, yeah there's all there's <laughs> funny things like that happening all the time uh, throughout throughout the show. Uh, and eventually the uh, a network comes to I guess it was the original network comes to to him they want to do a, a revival of the mm-hmm. series which is he, very popular today revivals of shows oh yeah, yeah it is uh and but he finds out much to a disappointment that uh his role is is uh significantly diminished uh and that he's no because, longer going to be the star of it he's it's just it's like he's yeah. uh, they want they wanted his character to be uh an invalid Pretty much like he's, you know, somebody else, uh, like a female, uh, has taken over his role. And, and the interesting thing is, is that the reason for that is because of the the murder in that season was basically they, they were framed for murder. They're like, you all did it, so they're like, there's a lot of uh, pushback of, you know, we don't know that you're a murderer or not, so we kind of <laughs> put you on the back burner here. So, and his. Uh, his stunt double uh, is is a woman, yeah, which is hilarious. Uh, played by Jane Lynch, uh, <laughs> who is really funny in her own right. But yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was a, a a really hilarious twist on that. That mm. uh, because they, you know, she has like the white hair and everything like him, and and uh, dresses like him and and everything. But even thought, even steals his uh, women. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you've got uh, so you've got him, and then you have um, Martin Short uh, plays Oliver Putnam, uh, who mm-hmm. is a struggling uh, Broadway director, uh, who's uh, you know he's 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 well known, but he's also mm-hmm. had a lot of shows that kind of uh, bombed. He was notorious for for 
making these wild, huge budget productions that uh, that never seem to work out. So he's always yeah. looking for that next big gig that's going to uh, make him rich or whatever. And, and what, what was the uh, what was the one that he was working on that made him like? Made them like no. It, it, what was it? Was Splash? Yeah, it's Splash. He was doing yeah. a a, a, a a theatrical adaptation of Splash, and it was <laughs> and they had like actual, they had actual water, like like a tank of water or something on stage, and it yeah. ended up being a big disaster. Here, here's the funny thing about that: there is actual, uh, there is um, actual like big budget. Uh, um, Broadway shows like that that will go far and beyond, and it just end up being a complete disaster. One show comes to mind called uh, "It's um, the Spider-Man Into the Dark," I think is what it was called, hmm. and it was a complete disaster because they went beyond. Like, okay, so Splash, they like I think they did like what was it like pools or something like that, and it was yeah, they, they yeah they had some kind of a a pool built into the stage or whatever. Yeah. And, and I think it, it ended up flooding the theater <laughs> or something like that. And it was just a big, mm. it was just a big mess. And, uh, well, uh, with the Spider-Man into the dark, it was like, uh, they had wires and everything like that. You know, you got Spider-Man, you got green goblin on their show. You're, you're going to have them spinning across the, the theater and everything like that. You, you, you already see it in your head right there. Yeah, this like, is not, this yeah, is not going to work. This is, this is going to be awful. So he, uh, he he's very close uh, with his son, but uh, we find that because of his lack of success, uh, he he actually is always going to his son to borrow money, which mm-hmm. is yeah, which is kind of a reversal on what we normally would see in, in family scenarios, where usually the kids, even when they become adults, that they struggle and they end up having to go back to their parents for you know to bail them out and so uh it's a nice little role reversal there where uh where a parent is actually the one who's in financial trouble and and mm. it causes his son a lot of uh frustration yeah yeah it's um that is like i i don't know what i would think if my dad actually he wouldn't i know my dad he he wouldn't come up to me and ask for money or anything like that yeah. but he's not like some some guy trying to make a big budget Broadway True. musical. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Selena Gomez, uh, plays Mabel Mora, uh, mm. who is an artist and she is living in a refurnished apartment, uh, in the Arconia that, uh, she is renovating for her, for her aunt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, spoiler alert here, uh, because again, we we said early on that this is not a spoiler free podcast. So if you haven't seen the series yet, uh, this would be a good point to uh, stop uh, watching the podcast. Go check the series out, and then come back and watch this episode. So so don't go any further if you don't want to know like plot points and and mm-hmm. uh, specific details. But anyway, uh, we find out as the season progresses that she is actually connected to the murder victim that yeah, she actually yeah. they she grew up with him spent most of her uh childhood and high school years uh with him and so uh, so that was a, an interesting little 
uh, connection there. And so she has a very personal reason for wanting to find out uh, who uh, murdered uh, her friend Tim. Right. Well, um, what was your thoughts going into this show? I didn't really know what to expect uh, because I had not heard the the buzz about it. Uh, I know mm-hmm. that there were, I guess, a lot of people that were excited about it from the moment that Hulu announced that they were going to be doing a series with Steve Martin and Martin Short, not knowing what it was going to be about. Uh, but I hadn't really heard any of that. Like, I just happened to be browsing Hulu, and I found it. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, what's this?" And I was like, "Oh, it's it's a it's a series." I'm like, "Well, that's interesting." You know that they they have uh, you know because I you know have been watching uh, those two uh, mm-hmm. for you know Steve Martin and Martin Short. I've been watching them for years in movies and uh, and SNL and things like that. And uh, so I was I, like, I "Well, this, this could be good." You know, yeah. some, somebody that big, you know, being in a in a uh, an actual comedy series. I mean. Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short, they've been, like, friends forever. Yeah. I think the first movie that they did, I mean, the, I mean, they were both in, were they both in SNL? I know Steve Martin was. Steve Martin, a lot of people thought that he was a member of the cast, but he, no, just, he, he, just, he just hosted a lot. Yeah, that's what it is. Especially yeah, he hosted during, a lot. Yeah, especially during yeah. those early years. He was on there uh, several times throughout the course of each season, yeah. so he almost became like a... A cast member now, yeah. but, uh, but Martin but Short was, Martin was Short that was on SNL. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that yeah, that that, that fits. Because yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait a minute, no, he wasn't. And then yeah. and then Martin Short, yes, he was. Um, they both did a movie together, uh, the Three, Three Amigos. Amigos. Yeah, which is which is really funny, uh, an underrated uh, mm. comedy. I think you're going to hate me. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you gotta you gotta start going and, and checking these movies out. Uh, yeah, it's classic. What, what sort of cinephile are you? You don't watch these uh, movies? No, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, everybody kind of, I think, has their... We, we definitely have a lot of movies in common, uh, but then but then you also have that, uh, you know, we have movies that, you know, that I've seen that you've never seen and, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you're going to have those differences there. But, but that is, it's a classic. It, it uh, again, I think it's kind of an underrated comedy, but uh, a lot of memorable moments and quotable lines mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and some pretty hilarious scenes in there. But yeah, I mean, you had two, uh, you know, comedy veterans and, uh, and I guess there, there, I guess there was a lot of excitement about, about the series, uh, before it uh, premiered. And actually the, uh, the, the debut episode set a record for the most watched comedy premiere in Hulu history. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, so that was, uh, a really big deal and, uh, you know, hence I guess why it's been, it's, it's still been very successful the two seasons that are out uh and um and it's actually they are in the process of filming season three right now uh they had announced uh, sometime last year that they had uh, renewed it for a third season and that is filming uh, right now uh but anyway uh you know very very entertaining show lots of uh twists and turns and um the and uh, you know, it's there's a nice little there's a nice little segue between season one and and mm. season two, and you have a lot of yeah. uh, recurring characters uh, 
some uh, some of the other uh, regular cast members that yeah. are uh, worth mentioning. Uh, you have uh, Amy Ryan, uh, who plays Jan, uh, who turns out to be a love interest mm-hmm. for uh, Charles, uh, Charles, which is Steve Martin's character. And she's she ends up uh, <laughs> she's, she, um, she ends up being uh, the murderer. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, you know, something that just kind of came out of uh, left field. Uh, but it's they they had it pretty well written to where you thought that uh, spoilers Nathan Lane was the well he wasn't actually ever like he didn't actually involuntary kill anybody he was his son that accident, he was ha- yeah. trying to cover uh, cover it up yeah uh, which that was all just an accident anyways yeah it was a complete uh, complete accident and uh, and it was. Uh, he plays. Uh, that was another one that I was going to mention. Sorry, uh, I, Na- <laughs> no, it's uh, Nathan Lane uh, mm-hmm. plays uh, Teddy Demas, uh, who owns a chain of popular. Uh, what is it? Dips uh, deli. It's uh, no, it's like a deli shop. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, but but speaking of the dip thing, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oliver <laughs> Oliver. His his uh, one of his quirks is that he's like his diet consists of almost exclusively dips and foods that can <laughs> that can be dipped, uh, and so he's always like whenever they go to uh, like at the apartments when whenever they have somebody has like a party or get together or something like that, uh, at, you know when everybody else is left, you know he's scooping up all the dips to take back uh, to <laughs> to his apartment and he's got like a refrigerator uh, stocked full of he's of got dips. a lot yeah yeah, yeah. The, i wonder how good those dips are yeah know? i mean they have to be i mean if you know if you're practically living off of them there's actually some weird like food items in this show honestly like okay so you got the dip and then at one point they uh they went to uh what's her uh, name uh do you remember like the drinks? What was the drink? Oh, uh, gut milk. Gut milk. That's which is yeah, like yeah. A, I think it's supposed to be like a nutritious, almost like a protein shake kind of thing. But I believe it's actually got alcohol in it. Like it's infused with some alcohol or something. Yeah, I think and, there was a little bit of alcohol. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, they they actually end up once they start their podcast, they actually end up. Uh, gut milk ends up uh, sponsoring their show and so they get like an endless supply of gut milk so they're so the characters are always like drinking it throughout uh the series and trying to promote it and everything uh but uh, so nathan lane's character uh teddy ends up he eventually ends up uh bankrolling uh the podcast the only murders in the building uh, podcast uh but mm. of course you know everything changes once he becomes a suspect and mm-hmm. and uh and he then he wants to shut them up and he wants to he basically wants to shut the podcast down because they're because he feels that they're getting closer to finding out the truth about what happened and you know he can't afford that because he doesn't want to ruin his reputation and his business yeah. would would uh, crumble yeah. and fall and um 
So that's so that was another uh, little plot twist in there. Nathan Lane, I got to say, is is an underrated actor, honestly. Yeah, he really he's, he's hilarious. Uh, and like, okay, so he plays uh, he plays in Lion King as a uh, Timon, mm-hmm. and then uh, he plays in uh, Mouse Hunt. I love the Mouse Hunt. That that's really good. But yeah, and he, him in this role is another one where I'm like, yes, I love this actor. He's so good. He's yeah, so good. he's uh, he's, he's a very uh, broad sort of actor because he's. I think people tend to associate him more with theater, uh, mm-hmm. Broadway, and things like that. Yeah. Uh, because he he's also a very talented well, uh, singer, but, but yeah. he's but he's always he's usually very flamboyant and 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 broad in the way that he plays mm-hmm. uh, his characters. But I mean, theater actors do tend to be. I mean, I'm just saying, theater actors. Anyone that has any experience in theater, I'd say, does tend to be really great actors too. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's a great training ground uh, if you want to be an actor because. You have to learn how to improvise, mm-hmm. you know? and not only that, but also like speak. You you speak loudly, but you're not yelling. That's that's the right. big thing. Like I'm actually agi- that's one of my pet peeves is when someone wants to talk to me across the room and they they're yelling, they're actually screaming, and you're thinking that they're mad at you. Um, but when you're doing theater work, it's it's not that you have you to. to- you learn have to, to uh, learn how to project. Yeah, you have to learn how to project without sounding like you're angry. Right. Yeah. It's it's definitely something that theater actors are more used to, and because you know they they say you know you have to you have to to speak in a way that you're you know reaching. You have to reach to the back of the back of the room, the back of the house, as they say, and uh, and so sometimes it's hard for theater actors to transition to film because they're used to that. They're used to, mm-hmm. they have to, Oh, I can see that they, they have to make all of their movements and expressions and everything very over the top because everybody, uh, no matter where they're at in the room has to be able to see them. Mm-hmm. Obviously with film, it's different because film is so subtle. You, you, you can just, you can just move your eyes a little bit and the camera is going to pick it up. The camera is going to pick up every little nuance, everything that you're doing. Yeah, uh, but but he's a, a terrific actor and and uh, great to see him in this as well. Uh, Jane Howdy Shell plays a Bunny Folger, uh, who is uh, she's kind of like the, I guess she would be the sort of like the building superintendent, if mm. you will. Yeah, uh, and uh, she doesn't have a lot of friends. Uh, mm. You know, she she has a sort of a grating sort of personality and you know tends to annoy everybody a little bit and uh you kind of end up feeling sorry for her in the second season yeah once you once you learn a little bit more because she has she has more of a role in uh season two because uh she's the victim she ends up yeah being the murder victim um and and it's it's great how all of these you know neighbors kind of come come together to uh, in, you know, investigate her murder, and it's funny because the three main characters in the series for season two they become the suspects, mm-hmm. uh, and and so it was a nice little switch from you know becoming the investigators to you know to becoming the uh, the suspects, and but they all come together to try to 
to uh, find out who her murderer is, even though they initially they didn't really care for her that much. Yeah. It's, um, oh, it was really heartbreaking near the end. Like when you see that she was, because there was points in there where you're like, oh man, that is really sad that she's, she actually is pretty a lonely person. And then, yeah. Um, and, and not only that, but even, um, Steve Martin's daughter ends up, uh, his character's daughter. Right. Not yeah. real life daughter. I mean, character yeah, daughter. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, ends up showing up and, that that adds a whole new level of danger for for them because yeah. now they they had a very strained relationship uh for uh well i guess not really strained they they were still communicating but mm. he he wasn't seeing his daughter yeah uh and but she comes back into his life and she actually kind of she <laughs> she actually kind of helps them yeah. uh with uh, their investigation who who was uh who's the actress that played her Oh, uh, that was, give me just one moment here. I can find that out. Uh, Zoe Margaret Coletti. Hmm, okay. Uh, I had, I had not seen her in anything prior to that, but she, mm-hmm. but she plays Lucy, uh, which is, uh, Charles's daughter. And then, uh, you also had Cara Delevingne. Right. Uh, she, uh, she played, um, Alice Banks, uh, in season two, uh, who uh, is a, a another local artist, uh, much like uh, Mabel, but you know she's uh, she's more on the successful side. You know she has an art gallery and uh, and you know things like that. And she she ends up uh, kind of getting connected to Mabel, and they actually end up having a, a little bit of a relationship mm-hmm. uh, going on there. Uh, she ultimately ends up becoming a suspect as well uh, because, you know, nobody really, she just all of a sudden starts coming around and nobody mm-hmm. really uh, trusts her, you know, like, like yeah, who is this person? And just she's, out of the she blue. A, she kind of has a little uh, air of mystery about her. Yeah. Um, um, An interesting thing about Cara Delevingne, I don't know if you've noticed in some of the shots that, that uh, she has like little red elbows and everything like that. I didn't catch that. She also has psoriasis, just like me. I, I, oh wow! Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So you guys, like, like have something um, in common there. Yeah, and uh, we're close to the same age too. So okay, um, but I thought it was a. Uh, it's nice to actually see someone that actually. Oh, you have the same, you know, skin disorder or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's it's that whole thing going back to I think sometimes you know because they're in the limelight so much mm-hmm. we tend to look at celebrities like they're sometimes like they're on a different level yeah. than we are because they're famous but you know they're they're just like you and me they have they have problems they have they mm-hmm. have medical issues that you know there's uh it's just just it's just because of what they've chosen to do for their career that just puts them in front of the camera and yeah. just everybody knows who they are uh, but but um but yeah, she um, she did really well with this as well. Uh, um, who is uh, oh uh, uh, another one worth mentioning? Uh, Tina Fey. I was going to say yeah. Tina Fey. Yeah. yeah, Tina Fey, another SNL uh, alumnus. Uh, who I think I think her and Steve Martin have become pretty good friends uh, yeah. just because of a. I believe it was. A, Someone told this to me. I don't know if this is accurate. Maybe you can correct me on it. But his uh, wife looking similar to Tina Fey. 
Yeah, I could see that a little bit. And, and I think they joke about it. I, uh, I think that's why I heard anyways. I don't know. And obviously because he's hosted SNL so many times over the years, like I think mm-hmm. he's I think he's way up there now for like uh he may hold the record for most times hosting. I'm not I sure. Believe that. He's, he's, I believe that. He's way up at the top. And uh so I, I can think see he's them still ho- becoming close. Didn't he just host like an episode not too long ago too, either? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. too long ago. I think. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, Tina yeah. Fey plays uh, Cinda Canning, who is the host of the uh, the podcast they listen the, the to. The podcast yeah. that they that they listen to in the beginning that they're all you know uh, obsessed with, and uh, and she she actually uh, it's like it's kind of like everybody turns out to be a suspect at mm-hmm. some point in, in this series, and so they yeah. they even start you know they think that uh, she's a little bit. Uh, fishy too when actually it, it actually turns out to be that her assistant is the one that that actually has has a connection to everything. That, that second season really put you through the loop there of who 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 it could be yeah like it, it really put you through the ringer there because at some point you were very convinced it was this person oh wait no 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 it was this person yeah or oh no 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 it was that person and uh but but by the end it does make perfect sense yeah and they they all uh, they they wrap everything up uh very nicely uh in in both seasons um and uh michael rapaport uh was another one that i i liked his character um he was playing the uh uh detective uh the, oh, one yes. of the yeah yes. police detectives uh, detective Kreps. Mm-hmm. And uh, very funny uh, because he's a he's a comedian, and uh, his his uh, you know spin on on you know he's a very uh, unconventional sort of uh, police detective, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, pretty much just every scene almost that he was in was was very funny and just his uh, delivery and uh, so I thought you know that was another uh, recurring character that uh, was definitely worth uh, mentioning there, but. Uh, Great cast uh, all around, mm. uh, and again, you know, very, uh, very enjoyable uh, series, and uh, just so many uh, little, little subtle things that, uh, you know, little kind of you know in jokes and and things like that here and there that uh, that you know make it really fun to watch. But uh, but I think the the biggest thing for me was just the chemistry between you know the three leads which is again you have a a very big generation gap there between between the two male leads and uh selena gomez and you just you wouldn't think that that is a combination that that would work but it works somehow somehow it does yeah yeah that's it's like um it's uh, it's one of those things that that um I think a lot of people like uh, I don't even know where I'm going anymore. <laughs> I, this happens a lot with me. I end up having a thought <laughs> and it just goes completely poof. <laughs> there's there's uh, there's medicines out there for that, you know, to uh, to, to, <laughs> to help with the, with brain fog. Uh, it's okay because. Uh, because my wife and uh, daughters remind me of that all the time because uh, it, it happens to me too i can uh i can literally uh walk into a room for something and 
you know, a few seconds later, forget why I came in there. And and like I do, I, I, I'm trying that I'm forgetting stuff like that Mm. more uh, all the time or, or they, or, or somebody can ask me to do something. Somebody can, you know, ask me, Hey, would you do me a favor? You know, can you go in the kitchen and bring me some Tylenol? (laughs) And then I walk in there and something else will happen. I'll like fix myself a drink or something. And then I'll walk back into the other room with my drink in my hand (laughs) And be like, you know, uh, where's the, where's the Tylenol I asked for? Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot all oh, about that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's all right. That's it's life. But yeah, I will say this: the pod, the the show, resulting in the podcast thing. That's another thing that I want to do here with our podcast. Here on occasion, I would like to be able to do a little, little bit of a, a like a War of the Worlds type of. Like a little mini oh, yeah. play thing. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. I would idea. like to do that. Um, um, sort of like, that a, probably like be, a radio drama. Yeah, and I'd say those in particular, we probably won't be doing that on the... Um, we probably wouldn't be doing that until we have like animation if we were to do the visuals. Right. But we could always do the audios only, and I'd say those probably would be exclusives to like not only the audio only on there, but also... On the uh, Spotify and Anchor, yeah, some and, of our uh, some of the other uh, places where you mm-hmm. can catch the podcast. But also, um, also, if we were to do that, I'd say that those would be special little episodes on our our uh, Patreon, right? Um, because that would take a lot of work, and I'd say, yeah, that's uh, that that would a be lot a lot of time, a lot of time. That would be a nice little project uh, to do, kind of during the summer hiatus mm. like between yes. between seasons because yeah. that's would take again that would take a lot of work with you mm-hmm. know editing and all that yeah we wouldn't be able to make uh, weekly podcasts if we were just doing that all the right. time uh, but but again uh you know this is a, a a you know really good show uh you know i i started watching it and uh and then i got uh cynthia mm-hmm. into it uh, yeah. I, I think I had. I think I had already watched a few episodes of season one, and then and then she she found it, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I've actually already been. I've already started watching that. I said it's you know it's really good, and yeah. then, and then she got caught up and watched he, all the episodes. Here, here's the interesting thing. Okay, so Steve Martin actually starred in the remake of The Pink Panther. Right. right. Yeah, I remember that. And The Pink Panther is another sort. Well, it's not a murder mystery, but it is a mystery type of show. Like, well, not mystery, but espionage, like type yeah. of thing it spoof of like james bond and all that stuff mm-hmm. was inspector clouseau and you know it, it's got a little bit of te- detective work in there and i uh, had a little bit of that mm-hmm. um a little bit of that you know like if you've seen uh, the naked gun movies and oh it's yes a, there's yes. a little bit of that type of humor it's it's mm-hmm. very uh very satirical yeah and i'd say that steve martin's take on inspector Inspector Clouseau was not as well received. I think I thought he did really good, yeah. but again, those I mean, you did really good and you made it your own, and that's all great. But uh, I think you're also kind of making something that's very familiar, and people tend to hold on to the original right. um, Peter Sellers. Am I saying the right name? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah, um, but he, yeah, he, that's typically who you know people envision and, yeah. and he certainly 
uh, brought a lot uh, to those movies. See, see, here, here's the bad thing about uh, being a cinephile is that when you know a lot of actors and stuff like that, you start to actually crosswire some of them. Yeah. And that's it, what was happening to me just then. Yeah. It so, all sort of, you, you find connections and then it all yeah. sort of comes together. Um, but um, I'd say that he did, when he made this show, he made his Pink Panther. Like yeah. he made it right. Yeah. Yeah. I can, yeah. I can, I can see what, yeah, what you're getting at there. Yeah. Um, speaking of Steve Martin, though, you, you took his master class, didn't you? I did, yeah. Did yeah. you what? Did you get anything useful from that or, or, uh, or uh, learn anything about just because, because you're more of a writer and director, mm. you know, you've yeah. done a little bit of acting, but did, but did you, you know, learn something more about the craft of acting, particularly comedy, that maybe mm. you didn't, hadn't thought of before when you, when you took that class? Um, the interesting thing that I took from that is is that um, well one he, he it was mostly talking about stand up stuff mm. so uh, but uh, but it was also just the art of comical writing and uh, the interesting thing that he said that you know I kind of relate to is that most people don't know this but comedians tend to be introverts mm. yeah. Um, and he he actually put the uh, the study on it on his actual uh, master class. There's the study there of uh, you know comedians. He said not all comedians are introverts, but majority of them are. And here's why comedians uh, introverts make good great comedians because they actually listen to their surroundings. They will they will pick up and say, oh, um, I like that yeah, that what like, happened there. I'm going to put that in my little comical yeah, bit here. Like, yeah, like mm-hmm. that's a like. Yeah, I, I think they're they're doing that all the time. They're very observant, mm-hmm. and uh, and and you can and and I can see that too because because in a lot of ways I'm like that. You know, I'm just like always looking around and and uh, or kind of you know overhearing conversations mm-hmm. and stuff. And you you think to yourself, man, that would be that that's really funny. Like that that yeah. belongs in a in a uh, script. That belongs in a movie or something. It's it, yeah yeah. I got a few scenarios in my life that I'm like, that would be great for a comical bit there. Um, and um, the the thing that's funny is that, um, like, well, uh, I'm an introvert. Um, and um, I, I, you're a little bit... Are you a little I, bit I can one? be. Uh, you, there, there's, you're, um, you're a lot more uh, spoke, outspoken than I am, I, I think. I think, uh, I think there's actually... There's a... a very specific term for what I am, and mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of a hybrid between mm-hmm. an introvert and an extrovert called mm-hmm. an, an ambivert, I think it is. Mm, okay. So yeah. it's basically a, a primarily extroverted person with intro, some introverted tendencies, which so, I have. Like I, 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 can, I get it. Yeah, so basically, basically uh, I guess what you're saying is, is that you would probably uh, – you would only talk to someone if they actually talk to you. Basically, is that right? Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. Like I yeah. tend to if if I am in a, a crowded room with a bunch of people that I don't know, uh, I'm not likely to just go up to someone and start talking to them. Mm-hmm. But if someone engages me, then I have no problem holding a conversation yeah. or you know or anything like that. So it just See, depends on my surroundings. Sometimes I just kind of hang back or. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I, 
if I've like maybe started a new job or something, getting to know my coworkers, yeah. like you just kind of lay back and, and try to get a feel for everybody and what their personalities are like. And well, you know, what, uh, you know, what, what, what kinds of things can I say or can I not say? Mm-hmm. And, and, and then you, and then as you start getting, as I start getting to know people, then yeah. I loosen up more and I become more. Well, uh, the, the funny thing is that an introvert comedian, I imagine when someone sees a comedian like Steve Martin down the street, um, he will, you know, they'll be like, walk, they, they would probably walk up to them and be like, Hey, tell, tell me a joke. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, it doesn't work that way. It's weird yeah. that, that, people people who probably would normally be a little bit more shy mm-hmm. or reserved mm-hmm. have no problem walking up to someone famous yeah. and, it, and i guess that's a testament to how uh actors and other celebrities draw people in and mm-hmm. you almost feel like because you've been watching them for so long mm-hmm you almost feel like they're part of your lives, I guess, or like, uh, so, like they're almost part of your family because they've been, you know, you've been watching their movies or, or mm-hmm. their uh, TV shows where they're basically, you know, in your living room every week, you know, you're watching them. And, um, and so they, it's funny how they, people have that sort of connection where if yeah. it was just a random stranger on the street, they probably wouldn't walk up and just start talking to them. But the, it's like celebrities, they feel like, they have some kind of approachability to them simply because they're they're famous. Mm-hmm. I imagine that, the, like, with someone who's an introvert, you know, and it's some like an introvert celebrity having someone come up to them saying something like that uh, is probably going to be like the few the, the uh, Okay, so say uh, someone comes up to an introvert celebrity and then they talk, uh, ask them for their autograph or whatever, and the introvert celebrity is like very quiet and, mm. you know, it's like, oh, yeah. And then immediately that, that person's like probably thinking, this guy is an asshole. I don't like him. The truth of the matter is is that you just inter- uh, interrupted this guy who is at peace right. when they're, they're quiet. Uh, and when, when, and not only that, but they're probably socially awkward, probably not very good at conversating. So, because you have to think that mm-hmm. when they're playing a role, they're they not are, them. they are, they're not, they're, they're, they're playing a character and they are also speaking someone else's words. Yeah. You know, most of the time, uh, you know, the, the jokes and stuff yeah. that they're, that they're saying, you know, they've been written by somebody else. And so they don't yeah. necessarily, and many of them are funny in real life too but they don't necessarily have that same kind of wit right and not only that but it takes time to actually come up with a joke like that and not everyone is going to come up like uh say here's the here's the beauty of movie making characters can say things that you wouldn't wouldn't even think of until like maybe 30 minutes or even like a day later after the after the event happened but with a with a movie, you know, they can say it right then and there, and be like, "Ah, oh, yes, yeah. that's how I want to be." You're you're never going to be that. So and yeah. and and some actors are very good uh, with improvisation, yeah. and and they can take, yeah, or they can take you know the the uh, lines from a script and mm-hmm. make it their own. And but yeah. uh, but there yeah. was a seg. I, I believe there was a segment on. I might, I might have been thinking of a different masterclass. So, uh, 
because I, I did take a few others. Hmm. Um, improv. I believe there was a section on improv yeah. with his. Um, improv is fun. I find improv fun. Oh yeah, it is. It, it is some, a lot of some, fun. Some actors don't uh, don't like improv. I uh, I was not a fan of it. Like initially, like I always found that uh, that improv in the beginning, like when I first started to pursue acting, I found that it was a little bit more difficult uh, for me. Like I tended to, I tended to like that structure. I tended to like to have you know something prepared, mm-hmm. but. Uh, but I eventually became yeah. uh, became a little bit better at that, and it just it's like anything else; it just takes practice. Now, here here's the thing: the interesting thing about improv. I'm improving right now. Keith actually has his notes in front of him. Yeah, I, it, I don't have my it's, notes. It's uh, it, it's a little of both with me. I do, yeah. I do kind of yeah, have he, some he like does, bullet points, yeah, but but yeah. then I, I fill it in. I fill mm-hmm. in those gaps with uh, with improv conversation. I, I, yeah, and that's and that's perfect. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, because we we've talked about us having notes before, and me, even when I'm having the notes, it doesn't keep me in line and and yeah, keep you on track. Uh, but but that's okay. You know, yeah. I mean, it's uh, we're we're still we're still very early. Uh, you know, in this podcast, mm-hmm. and we're still. Uh, finding a rhythm, but yeah. uh, but you know we're we're uh, we're getting there. We're I, I'll have to say uh, I'm, I'm going to bring it back to the only murders in the building there. Uh, so Steve Martin, Martin Short, and uh, Selena Gomez. What what's the what is the uh, what, what's the like word the overall for? the overall uh, uh, theme or no like the characters there are so perfect together and everything like that, but. Uh, what would you think? What What do you think actually made it click there with each character individually that made them so entertaining to watch? Because they are entertaining to watch, and you know it, it doesn't matter which character you're watching. If they're separate, they yeah, they're still, still interesting. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. I, I think it has a lot to do with uh, the different backgrounds. Uh, for the leads, you know, because again, you have two uh, comedy veterans uh, who have done everything, who have done mm-hmm. stand-up comedy, they've done film, they've done television, they've done uh, Martin Short, you know, has has done Broadway, um, and you know, taking their experience, and then you have someone younger like uh, Selena Gomez, who, uh, you know hasn't had uh, that experience and so i think it's you can kind of see how someone like that is is sort of like in character is sort of learning from Mm -hmm. you know from these older guys who have been around for a while and yeah they don't have the characters don't really have anything in common with each other in real life they probably you know uh steve martin and martin short probably would have nothing in common with selena gomez other than the fact that they're all performers yeah. Uh, but it's but it somehow works. Those generational differences uh, really add a, a certain level of chemistry that probably wouldn't be there uh, if you didn't have those differences. So I think it's a I think it's a nice contrast, mm. uh, and I think that's what really uh, makes it kind of gel. And I mm. think that's what because you're you're the show. I think has attracted. Uh, a much broader audience that way you know you have 
you have people that are like, you know, our age and, uh, particularly, you know, my age, cause, cause there's a pretty big age gap between you and me, but you know, people like my age and older, you know, you know, and, and that really enjoy, uh, the comedy of, of people like Steve Martin and Martin Short. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you have a younger generation who I would say probably people that are actually, you know, younger than you mm-hmm. who, who, yeah. who, who might watch the show because of her. Yeah. And, uh, that's and really, is, that's really a perfect, perfect mix. Yeah. It's a perfect melding, uh, box that it's bad metaphor, bad <laughs> metaphor. Um, you, you get what I'm trying to yeah, say. Though. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it, it is. It's a, um, it's, it's a, a uh, it's a melting pot. Yeah, melting pot. Yeah, yeah melting pot. Uh, <laughs> melting. <laughs> uh, it's it's perfect because then you got those two generations having something to watch together. Exactly, mm-hmm. I, I think, and 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 that's a good point too. I think uh, only murders in the building. Uh, is is a family kind of show. Well, there uh, is language there, in there, it. There is language. It, yeah. it, it is. So there be mindful of that. But, there are um, certainly adult uh, yeah. themes in there, but but it's not it's not like some other things on TV. No, you know, it's, no. It's uh, it, but yes, it's other than other than the profanity, you know, which might not be good for like kids, like young kids. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, it is it is a show that everybody could sit down and, and watch together as I'd a family. I'd say so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that certainly adds an appeal to it, and there are not a lot of shows uh, like that out there right now. Everything is is so, um, like, uh, geared toward a certain demographic or uh, just fits within a certain niche uh, where this one, I think, has a much broader appeal, and that's probably why it's been so successful. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, it's, uh, it, it's a great show, uh, go on Hulu and, and check it out. Uh, that there's, uh, Def- definitely, there's yeah. two seasons. I think there's only about 10 episodes in each season. Yeah, so about 10 episodes. Yeah. So you can, you could binge watch that easily. And uh, be ready for the third days. season, which, which would have Paul Rudd as the victim. Yes. Yeah. At the very end of season two. Uh, he ends up. Uh, he's a, he only appears in the very last uh, in the season finale of season two, and uh, and he is the murder victim. So that so that they take it out of the Arconia. Yeah. yeah. And uh, didn't I? I didn't I? I think I read something where uh, is I think Glenn Close is joining the cast for season is it three. Glenn Close? I thought it was. I, I thought it was Meryl Streep. Maybe it was Meryl Streep. I can't remember. They they look similar. So yeah. yeah. They have similar features. Uh, yeah, and I because uh, I was I, I was thinking of is it was it was it Meryl Streep or was it uh, this is terrible <laughs> uh, was it was it Meryl Streep or Glenn Close who was in The Devil Wears Prada? That was uh, Meryl Streep. Okay, so it is Meryl Streep. Then I yeah. guess that's joining. Um, the you, you might be three thinking cast. because they had a similar role with being like a clothing. As, right, because uh, I'm getting the movies mixed up. Yeah, you're you're mixing uh, 101 Dalmatians with uh, Devil Wears Prada is what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's like we've we've seen a lot of movies, folks. I mean, like it's it's ridiculous. Uh, like uh, just I can tell you right now that we are never going to run out of things to talk about on this podcast between the both of us. Mm. Uh, I have I've actually been a little side note. I've been working on a little project where I've actually been trying to compile a list of every movie that I've ever seen. 
Mm. Uh, now this can be theatrical movies like yeah. in the theaters as well as I would even count like uh, straight to straight to video movies mm. within okay. that and uh, you know Get, and, and uh, stream and streaming movies. So it's a big list. I'm only yeah. I'm going backwards. I'm going backwards. Do, do you from, have a letterbox? No, I don't actually. I remember you do, mentioned uh, that. Do 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 that. They have a yeah and yeah because I I have a, that list too. You can look on mine too and see what I've got on oh, there. Okay. And we could probably fix up a uh, fix up you know a, a list of movies that we both haven't seen. Yeah, and, and but uh, but yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be a big list when it's all done. I, I've mm-hmm. I've started working my way backwards from the most recent movies to the oldest. And so far, I have only made it back to uh, through uh, 1995. 1995. And and just since 1995, I have seen like uh, well over a thousand movies that are that were made from that. I didn't necessarily see that many movies in that time, but as far as movies that were made from that time period to now, it's already over a thousand. So I can't imagine (laughs) uh, because I go all the way back to you know I've seen. most of the movies that I've seen are, are don't really go much older than the 50s, the 1950s, uh, but a few sprinkled in the 1940s and, and nothing older than like the 1930s. Uh, but still, a lot of movies out there, a lot of TV shows, uh, just music and pop culture and everything in general. So, uh, I mean, theoretically, this podcast could go on for years and years because we've, you know, we've got tons of different things that we could talk about. But yeah, and movies keep on coming too. Yep. And uh, but but definitely go check out Only Murders in the Building uh, streaming now on uh, Hulu. Well, we're just about out of time. Uh, but before we go, we just want to remind everybody to. Uh, be sure and subscribe, like, and share uh, to our YouTube channel. And when you subscribe, be sure to tap that little bell icon uh, so that you're receiving all the notifications whenever a new episode drops or when new content is posted. Uh, and uh, also, don't forget to follow us on our socials. Uh, you'll find those links uh, at the bottom of your screen uh, as well as down below in the video's description and uh, at the very end of each episode in the closing credits. So there's no way you can miss them. Uh, And uh, there are several other places we mentioned before where you can catch our podcast uh, besides YouTube. And uh, be sure to check out the links below to find out more about that. Uh, Leave your comments and questions for us. Uh, that's a, that's a big one. We uh, we definitely want to to hear from you. You can reach out uh, by commenting on YouTube or on our social media pages, or uh, you can uh, write to us on our official podcast email, uh, which is kimmelandcox at gmail dot com. Uh, so talk to us. We want to hear from you. Uh, this uh, it just uh, makes this so much more fun for us if we can get you all involved in the conversation with us and uh, so we want to hear your feedback want to know what you think of the podcast so far is there anything you would like us to talk about in the future Uh, because we're definitely open to uh, to you know talking about uh, other movies and shows that maybe we haven't seen or maybe something that we wouldn't necessarily be interested in at first glance Uh, so uh, so you know Get those comments in there and write to us and and, uh, let us know uh, what you want to see uh, from us. 
Uh, you can also support us on our Patreon page. Uh, we need the support of people like you. Uh, we we uh, we we can do this uh, on our own, but uh, it's certainly a lot easier when you know we have uh, a little bit of extra support, and just so we can uh, put out uh, better quality content and and to be able to to offer you uh, cooler stuff uh, in the future. Uh, you know, merchandise and, and uh, all kinds of things will probably be coming uh, at some point in the future. But uh, check out that page to learn more about how you can help, and uh, we've got that link for you too. Uh, next week, uh, we will be talking about the uh, 2020 film Tenet. Tenet. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, starring Robert Pattinson, which which I have not seen, so that's going to be a little homework Robert, uh, for me. Uh, it's uh, Robert, Robert Pattinson and... and John David Washington, Washington Denzel, Denzel Washington's son. Okay, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I have uh, heard good things about it, uh, so I'm uh, I'm anxious to check that out. And uh, it sounds like it's uh, it sounds like it's going to be one of those movies that keeps you thinking and and keeps you guessing uh, the whole time. So uh, be sure to tune in next week for that. Uh, but uh, that's all for today. Uh, we hope you'll join us next week. And until then, be good to yourselves, and we'll see you next time. You dipstick.